Love this podcast? Support this show through the supporter feature from Acast. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Check one, two. I don't think we're going to be able to do this the way I want to do it. So I'm just going to pick up Shandor. <clears throat> we go live here. And then we'll pick it up over here. Because I'm not sure that I can do both. I might... I might try both. I think I'll get a lag by picking up the uh, audio from uh, Instagram. I'm trying a new approach to this. Uh, I've never done this mirroring, but it's like the only way I can really figure out how to get live on Instagram at the same time that I'm broadcasting to you freaks out on the other platforms. So we're live on, we should be live on the TrueTube channel. Let's check this now before Shandor gets out here. Kids in my complex are a rowdy bunch, so they will be interrupting whenever they see fit. What up, Matthew? WTF Niagara, you got a request to join. I don't know that I can tag you or that it's even necessary. I want to see that I'm live here. Okay, looks like we're live there. Uh, okay, maybe he's already requested to join. Accept. And we'll forego the usual uh, musical intro. There's my boy, Shandor. What's up? Oh, no. Can you hear me? I oh, Shit, I can't hear you. Oh, hang on. Okay, let me sing out a second. Oh, yeah, I got you. I got my music up in the background here. Oh, hang on one second, bro. Okay, there we go. Oh, oh, now I got the intro music going up. <laughs> the producer's horrible. Remember Jim? Hi, buddy. Oh, look at how gorgeous you are. That's my boy. How are you? Hi. Hey, big man. Well, you get the whole family on tonight. I'm not sure how this is going to go. I'm trying to... Well, I've got you picked up over here. Hang on. Oh, nobody can see you. Let's get rid of this. There we go. Audio check. Yeah. I'm switching to headphones. See you guys later. See ya. See ya. There you go. That was an Instagram exclusive, folks. Yeah. Because you're not on your other broadcast channels yet, right? Uh, no, we're on all of them, but I'm not sure how it's going to pick welcome up to, because I'm using the pre-show. Yeah, I'm using the mic, and I might get an echo because uh, I can hear you like as if it's coming off a computer speaker, not like yeah. microphone. Yeah, definitely. All right, okay. so we might have some uh, audio trouble with the other channels. Yo -ho. And, and what I'll Boom. do is maybe Boom. I can get someone to. To let me know what it looks like on fake book. Let's go over here. That's right. Have we had our Jim Fannin show intro no, yet? No, we're not doing that. Okay, tonight. well then. 
<laughs> well, then this is just dicking around until then. Edit post. Uh, no, I'm, I might not be able to. I kind of forego that because I started thinking, you know, what's probably going to happen. You want to switch to Zoom? Uh, I got that for backup, but let's see how this goes. I'm just going to check out the Let me know what it looks like Facebook. on Facebook. Let's go over here. Uh, I got that for backup, but let's see how this goes. I'm just going to oh. check out the Let me know what it looks like Facebook. Facebook. Okay, give me a check again with your voice. Let's see how this goes. I'm just going to check out the Hi. <laughs> I froze there for a second. Check one, two. Check three, four. Hi. Five, six. I can continue to count if you like. for a second. Check one, two. How's it sound? Check three, four. I can count at least more than four. How's my hair? I can continue. Am I ready for TV? I can continue to count. How's it sound? I'm just gonna I'm gonna forego the microphone and I should be able to pick up the audio here and there shouldn't be any echoing or lag time or anything like that so let's get ready That was pretty epic, folks. I don't know. It sounded crazy on my end. How are you feeling, brother? I am uh, in the middle. I don't know. I don't have anything planned. Usually when I come on with you, I'm uh, got like a presentation. I got an axe to grind, and it's nice and sharp. But today, it's just a little chit and chat. Mostly chat. Hopefully, no, no chitting. Well, man, I don't know. If, I don't know if that's. Apparently, you can zoom. Yeah, there you go. I didn't know you could zoom until now, so I can be a full pundit. Okay, welcome to pundit mode. Have we done the intro? We're not doing the intro. We're doing it raw Instagram style. Just a couple of fellas having a chat. Couple of fellas. What do you got here? You got your uh, YouTube channel? Yeah, live on YouTube. Well, let's ask the public. We got 10 viewers right now. Thanks for joining us. Any questions? We'll let them throw that out there and then we'll... You ask me how I'm doing? I hate that question. Anytime I hear that question, I freeze up and I don't know what to say. How you're feeling? Hmm? How you're approaching? It. Have I? Yeah, a little. I think so. I think a little. Well, you know, I got to say, uh, uh, it's a time of reflection because it's winter. We summer is very much an active time, and winter is very much a reflective time. So, I've been reflecting. So, it's a new year also, and in a new year, you look back at the year that was. And uh, you look forward to the new year that will be. And uh, 2021 was not so good. I mean, it wasn't, wasn't so good for all of us. All, I mean, it was epic and it was legendary, uh, but it was also very painful. And, and worse than the pain, because pain is, pain is life, um, is the sort of 
the counter persuasion being being less than effective. In fact, so ineffective that it almost might have been better to do nothing. So, of course, that's a not necessarily true, <clears throat> but it is uh, a question to ask oneself when reflecting in a time of reflection. So, in what ways was my behavior or our behavior counter counter persuasive to uh, to our objectives? You know. One of those questions. And uh, to, to answer that question, I don't know. I mean, I have feelings about what other activists are doing. Um, I don't think that it was, it was helpful to be arrested for protesting. I mean, it was significant. It was demonstrative. But a lot of what we do as activists rallies up our own troops and alienates ourselves from a general public. And it's because the general public doesn't really have a really a full grasp on what the hell is going on, and they're always being filtered through the media. So, a question you know, to ask oneself: When we were mocked by the media and then ignored by the media, and you know, by the end of the year, every protest that happened, instead of quoting when the protesters, they'd quote, "We were mocked by Hergy or or the when they went to Brock, they quoted the Brock pro professor instead of the protesters." So, really, the I'm not sure if my feelings have changed. It's that the incentives of of advocacy, uh, activism, protest have have been radically changed. The incentives are for me, obviously. I, when I, it was very stressful to receive a piece of paper from the police saying you can't use a megaphone, and I was, I think, right to be defiant, but I'm not sure if I was right in how I approached it. Um, I don't know. I don't. I mean, uh, people on our side will be like, yeah, you know, they had no right to do that. And it's like, oh, yeah, that's true. But the people on our side aren't all the only people in the universe. And there's a big world out there. And so anyway, I don't even know what we're talking about. What are we talking about, Jim? Well, I think it's a, a kind of shift. Uh, well. Yeah, sure. well, what did I say? What did I do? I was on Rob Primo's Instagram, and I said this and that. Just give me a second. I'm overheating in my in my uh, hoodie here. There we go. Ah. Uh, well, hold on. You didn't answer the question. Okay. To be specific, I'm wearing two pairs of pants at the same time. Maybe that's why I was so warm. There we go. God. Where I, I messaged you and I was like, oh, why are you doing this? And you're like, because I want to. And then I was like, Ugh. and then... Uh, it started a little bit of a reflection. Are we going to talk about what the content of that is? Or are we being generic? I said. Uh, I don't think that's too much. Don't know what Nothing else. That's a open critic. Like, I respect you. Sure. Something to me is not the sexual. Right. So. So a lot of the uh, a lot of the vectors of approach that our enemies take on with us is our flaws. They they identify our flaws and they 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 
exaggerate them and and misrepresent them. Um, and I think in that exaggeration and misrepresentation is uh, is where a lot of defiance comes through. So we don't acknowledge our own flaws because they've been mislabeled. So, I mean, I could be critical of a female politician, but that doesn't mean I'm a misogynist. And I could be I could be arrogant and I could be dickish to that politician, but it, again, doesn't mean misogynist. So these sort of things being mislabeled has allowed people, uh, it always allows people to sort of not face their uh, shortcomings. And so, because why would you give credit to your opposition? Why would you say, oh yeah, you got a good point about me? Uh, certainly not in a moment, in the heated moment of trying to uh, engage in combat. You're not going to be like, yeah, that's a good point you said about me. Uh, but I think that uh, there's sort of this need for, there's a need for humility because um, the, the opposition is extremely arrogant. And I think we've been fighting fire with fire. You know, uh, f for five, ten years, we've been observing the anti-establishment left. And uh, and we've been uh, part of the reason that they're so characterized as, as they are is because of their uh, exaggerated behaviors and so forth. But now the, the anti-lockdown, anti-COVID people are the new anti-establishment. And so a lot of the pitfalls that we would have, you know, poked fun at for the previous left are actually apply to us as, as a, a rebellion populist movement. It's so we should learn from that um, and try to represent ourselves as best as possible and try not to get down into the mud because, um, you know, you, you argue with an idiot and, and they beat you with experience. So. And then nobody can tell the difference about who's who. So I mean, I going forward in twenty twenty two, I I don't know what I I've, I know how I ended twenty twenty one, and that was closing my Facebook group, closing WTF Niagara on Facebook. Um, the my Facebook account was deleted in twenty twenty one by copy strikes. So I was critical of a mainstream corporate journalist, Grant Lafleche, and in being critical, used uh, pieces of the media, clips and highlighted clips. And I said this and that about those particular stories. And they began to get flagged and they were flagged and deleted. This is relevant for you too, Jim, of, of course. So we've been getting flagged and that has been uh, limiting our voice. And so I got a bit annoyed with Facebook in general, having been flagged and then reflagged. Uh, towards the end of the year, I actually decided to send my first email to Grant LaFleche. I've never slid into his inbox before. What? Um, but I decided, I decided to this time ask him if he intended to have the impact he had. I mean, it's a fair question. I've been assuming he intended to have the impact he had. I've been assuming that he flagged me to delete me right. and that he sat outside of Alicia's and wrote that story, the February 13th story, that way with intent. And and it, maybe the, it's unfair to imbue all that intent upon it. Maybe it's just uh, circumstantial. And at least wanted to, maybe it was a combative email perhaps, but I wanted to send him an email and actually ask him, did you mean to have all this happen? And then a day later, 
another post got flagged and I got put into Facebook jail for six days. So I, I mean, I got, I got my answer. And so I kind of, that Facebook account got flagged into oblivion. It's like three, four strikes and you're out. And I'm like at two strikes. So it's, and so building another body of, uh, of work in that environment is ridiculous. So I could just pulled the plug. And there's other reasons why, I mean, in a tactical sense, the uh, WTF Niagara on Facebook was uh, in plain sight and everyone knew about it. And so those who hate it and those who love it were new, you know, so if, so it was fully exposed. It was part of everyone's routine, including like LaFleche. He has a tab open where he checks out what the anti-vax, anti-mask set are doing and using that group as one of the pillars, truly one of the pillars of 2021's public face of, of the Niagara movement for better or worse, uh, for better and worse, uh, I'd, I'd reckon. Um, maybe because of not picking our battles, uh, picking too many battles. Uh, I don't know. I don't really want to give myself like an A+, but I also didn't give, don't give myself an F. Um, certainly they are unprecedented circumstances. <sighs> Any questions in the comments? I barely ever look at the comments. To be I'm hearing here that, that we can't hear Jim on Facebook. Yeah, yeah. Are you seeing this? Yeah, I'm going to try and go back yeah. to the mic. I just figured I would have overlapping audio, so I'm not sure that it even work, and I've got the Zoom for backup if we need to switch to that. But um, Boom, 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 boom. Well, I'll just switch into NPC dance mode. It's all good. Uh, tell me about the video games. What have you been working on? You got the cartoon book out. You made some sales there. I'm not smart enough for video games right now. No? That's a high. That's That takes all the octane in my brain. And uh, no cartoons either. That takes a lot out of my arm. I've just been in guru mode. You know, I'm just thinking... <clears throat> You know, doing a lot of reflecting. Frankly, I've been criticizing our own side all week and a half, two weeks, three weeks. I had a bit of a turning point. I love our side because it's the side of freedom. But, uh, you know, in a lot of ways, we're our own worst enemy, um, myself included. Who is Shandor Ligatfalvi? Peeled up stickers. Step one, opening move, peel up stickers. What kind of example does that set to the community? I don't know. Can't know. Can't know. I wanted more people to peel up stickers, to be honest. Uh, I don't want that now. I mean, in, in August 2020, if everyone did that, that would have been awesome. But they didn't. Uh, and it's the same with being arrested in, in May and stuff. It didn't, it didn't provoke uh, dozens of outraged news articles. It didn't provoke dozens of outraged protests. It just incorporated as part of the normal. It's just, a, you know. And now I have to deal with that in court and all that stuff. Garbage. Anyway, and that's not, and that's, honestly, I think I'm one of the more well-spoken aspects of the, of the movement in Niagara. Um, and, uh, and so it's important that I maintain some presence in terms of being part of the philosophy and the discourse and the thought process. Um, but I can really only only be accountable for myself and my own decisions, and my own and my own behaviors. Um, and again, I think it's important that we 
be willing to do that. Can you can you still hear me? I got a, had a, just had an audio shift on your end. Yeah, I got you. Are you frozen? Clear. I get you loud and clear. Okay, I got you too. Good. Okay. Uh, Scotty's just asking. Well, no, he I, didn't get disappeared again. He sh well, he got disappeared once, and that's got to be painful, man. Losing all your history, all your videos, all your photos, everything just gone, and you know. And every social contact over ten years who had already held on. Mm -hmm. So I don't even know who all those people were and all of the message history and my video games website. No, no, I got to keep that one. My, my rap website. Yeah. So, I mean, in 2010, I wrote an album called Ordo Abkeo and I've been like a conspiracy theory musician for like a decade before COVID. It's my secret identity, Max Axiom. Uh oh, cats out of the bag, but, um, and I have a bunch of cringy, rap uh canadian rap that i is what it is i don't really i don't really begrudge it i just don't know how to say like hey guys check this out it's more like well if you like rhyme and poetry <laughs> from an awkward middle-aged white guy <laughs> but but the whole point is that being a cringe master has made it a little bit more easy to be out front but being comfortable causing cringe is also is also counter persuasive when you're engaged in like a persuasive arena. You know, we're not just trying to get clicks. We're not just trying to gain a following. We're trying to actually win hearts and minds. And so, you know, we're trying to, we're not going to win the hearts and minds of our opposition though. We're not going to win the counselors hearts and minds and the mayors and the, and the journalists, those are like outlets that are just going to keep pumping their message. There's an invisible middle that we're trying to reach. And I mean, to be honest, have we as a movement represented ourselves as a viable alternative? I don't know what that really looks like, but I don't know if we, if we have, I think that this movement so-called has grown on its own, that it's, it's not us that made more people join the movement. It's the increasingly more draconian measures. Uh, the only people who are really inciting people to join a, a resistance movement are, are the people imposing the tyrannies. In a way, we're just bad diplomats. We're kind of just in the way, being bad diplomats. Like, hey guys, we we would like to be the middle measure because there's there's a portion of the public who are too angry and too dumb and had their line crossed a long time ago. And nothing I say or you say to calm them down is going to work. It's just not going to work. There's a lot of people out there who are going past the line I'm willing to go. Okay? I can't stop them. <laughs> I can't. I could beg them not to do certain things. And they'll do them. Because their line was crossed. And they have a good reason. And this is kind of what I want to say to everyone. Everyone has a good reason. Including our enemies. They, they're not just enemies because... They're fundamentally evil. There's like this big story to it. Yeah, Rob, Rob Primo approached um, Walter Senzik at a memorial and asked him, you know, Walter, why have you been in favor of all of these crazy policies? And and what? And he said, well, it's not just me; it's a community. And and I guess that's actually true. He, Walter was receiving emails from the public. You know, not just from the angry we're going to arrest you side of it, but the, you got to do something about this, right? These people are, are risking people's lives because that's their game. 
doing this moral grandstanding game is their thing. They claim to be better than us. And so in, in mirror move, we claim to be better than them. No, not going to work. They play shame on us. I, it's not going to work to play shame on them. I'm kind of rambling. I don't know. No, I think you, well, no, you're onto something. You, well, and also, I think also, I, I expressed to a friend today that with a new art of war, I don't know what that looks like completely yet, but you're not going to change anybody's mind on the other side because they already hate you. You're the enemy. And with this mass formation psychosis that's going on, no amount of proof of anything you can show them is going to change their mind. And then... And in fact, the effort will only harden it. Right. And then, because as soon as you bring them proof, that then they want to shoot holes in you, literally. And then on the other side, your supporters aren't going anywhere. They already love you, and they support what you're doing. So they're not going to be put off by you unless you do something drastically against what they think, which doesn't... I try to do that all the time. Yeah. And then so my take was today is that the war is for the hearts and minds of the people in the middle. The people that I suggest a year from now, well, I said a year ago, I'll give them another 12 months maybe it'll be longer than that, until they're unable to look back at their past experience and the effect of the lockdowns and the masking of children and all the draconian measures and our losses of freedom, and then weigh that with the impact of coronavirus on on their lives, and they'll go, what are we doing? I think they need to come to that on their own time, in their own way, not to be beat over the head with it by us. So, you know, I've been looking for a new way to bring, you know, for lack of a better term, more God in my broadcast because I come out here all the time. I'm so freaking angry because I care. You know, people think, oh, tell me all the time, oh, I love that you don't give a shit. No, I deeply, I'm deeply sensitive. I care. Um, that's why I'm here, especially for the kids, you know? I mean, you are unique. Meeting your son changed everything for me because you said to me, you know what? Yeah, me too. He's going to be a year and a half old and he won't have seen a public expression. And I was completely moved. So. Yeah, that's all true. That's all very true. There's the the important thing, I think, another lesson from 2021 is to try to uh, stay to the advocacy and make yourself, don't let yourself be the story. Um, they're always going to try to make you the story. So I'm an advocate. I'm protesting. I'm arrested. Oh, woe is me. Well, well, hold on. That's not the story. Who gives a shit that I'm arrested? We're talking about advocacy. We're there because of the vulnerable. We're there because of the children and the elderly who have been most impacted. We're there because of the businesses. We're there because of mental health. We're there for actual reasons that have nothing to do with woe is me. I got into a situation. So I think that it's hard not to do that. So there's a certain psychological profile of the people willing to use their real names and real faces. Like most people, real name, real faces, that's a, that's a big leap. It's a huge risk. And actually, we've both paid the price. We've both been shown to have paid the price. Um, I don't know if you know this, but Greg Miller was an anonymous troll account back in the day. I can't remember what it was called, but he was a regional employee, and they fired him over it. Alan Castlin had him fired. Because right. he was tweeting about was Andrew Protowski from his from his regional, I think he was on transit committee, he was in something to do with transit. How subversive. And 
so he finally came out. You know, and then he got elected right. as counselor. But yeah, for a long time he was just anon. So I got no respect for anybody that's anon. I got anon. Well, let's not let's not have harsh opinions towards anyone and not be judgmental. The anons have reasons. Uh, now, anon troll assholes are exploiting the anonymity, but do, do, does the average person really want to go through being uh, Jim or Shandor or whoever else has put put their faces out there and has, has got their names dragged through the news and and risked their their livelihoods and risked their families and I and I don't mean risked in an abstract way. I mean in like an actual tangible. In a tangible way, livelihood has been hampered as a result of the profile we've selected. And this is what I was saying about the profile, the psychological profile, is that uh, um, there is a sort of—I don't want to use it like a like it's um, like it's a psychological designation or anything—but there is a sort of narcissism involved in turning the camera on and putting it on yourself and saying what you think about the world. So th there you go. I mean, there is a certain. I'm the guy doing the thing. Ooh, follow me. Follow, follow, follow. Like it's a very like it's a narcissism machine where the incentives are are geared around. Please follow me, uh, as opposed to I don't know what other incentives, but I mean like in a way we've 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 all become uh, uh, friggin' pieces on a game board. Um, and without self-awareness and transcendental thought and looking at the board as it is and what kind of roles we've been playing, we're just going to run headlong into things. You know, like I didn't, I didn't support protesting at, at people's houses and I, and I never have, I haven't supported that all year, but there's a whole contingent, probably much more people than just me, uh, who, uh, who thinks that's taking it too far. Um, and there's reasons for that. I mean, it's it's not just. It's not that it's taking it too far. Eh? It's that uh, is it helping persuasion? Is it is it helping? It's just playing the role of the bad guy. And so we have like, the anti-vaxxers are the other, and the and the hegemonic system, will use the other. It's not like we're an actual viable alternative. Instead, we're their freaking pawn. And every time we stand up and act the fool is a time for them to be like, ha look at those fools. And while well, I'm done standing up to act the fool, I mean, I'm one of the le least foolish fools, but fool, fool I am nonetheless. I say least foolish because I use big words and I have my research done and I have links and like I check myself and I try to be, have integrity. I'm still just an average guy <laughs> compared to the system. There's this thing called the asymmetry of bullshit, where any bullshit takes 10 times as much effort to refute. And you got to think, these guys, millions of dollars of bullshit factories, and we're just schmucks on our freaking YouTube. So yeah, <laughs> it takes I, a lot of energy. I got mixed it takes a feelings. lot of energy. I got mixed feelings when I'm watching the uh, protesting at the houses, because one, I want them to be uncomfortable. You know, I've grown to really right. No, I understand that too. Strong yeah. feelings for these people that are taking the freedoms from us and our children, and masking kids, and thinking it's okay, and now taxing the unvaccinated and stuff like this. So, on one hand, yeah, I want them to feel uncomfortable. I feel sorry for the neighbors because that's kind of bullshit. You know, hanging out and beating drums and megaphones. Right, and they're well paid, <laughs> uh, very comfortable lives, other than the occasional 
rabble at their porch. And Nancy Graham's saying on Graham's YouTube here that she, she supports protesting at their houses. So I, I'm of two minds. Half of me is like, yeah, make yeah, them pay. And the other half of me is like, ooh, this is not okay. making us look good. You know what I mean? It's nothing illegal about it. But I don't know. I, well, uh, like, yeah. Nancy Graham supported uh, uh, the QAnon shaman uh, sitting down in so, I mean, she has a very, a very uh, uh, a far out view, which I respect that she has her view, well, but I just was, don't think it actually, that was I don't hardly, think it actually. It was hardly an insurrection. It was not an armed insurrection. The guy sat in a chair no. and he called for yeah, peaceful was, protest. You know, the, yeah, he, they peacefully I mean, protested. Uh, he shouldn't Canada. be in jail. He shouldn't be in jail. Not for four years, a hard time. That's no one should be criminalized for protesting at people's houses and so forth. Mm -hmm. But uh, optically, that incident didn't work out for the movement, did it? That's my point. <laughs> the optics are total, total backfire optics. That they're in control of the optics. That being the clown for their optics isn't good for us, isn't good for unity. When I say us, I mean all of us. I mean like everyone. Because we're damn good at being divisive the more we focus on, on this stuff. Uh, the, way, the way we've been focusing on it, I think. I think that by being right-wing, there is a left-wing. And by taking on the left, you're, that is like, philosophically, you're already divided. You're already part of a division, and it's going to be more polarized the more we go. And, uh, and that, I think that being, um, being humble will, will, you know, more honey than vinegar is really the only thing that, that can work if anything can work. Ah, now, I mean, maybe some people should sharpen their pitchforks and go do what you do with sharp pitchforks. That's not my business. My business is talk, you know, my and and art and and so forth. I can't control what the the pissed off public do does, and I'm not going to judge them <laughs> because they have their they have their reasons. And this is my message: everyone has their reasons. So everyone has their reasons. And so yeah, Doctor Herge, he's a freaking puppet. And you're sitting outside of his house worshiping him. Uh, I worship the system. I worship you, Herji. You are val. You please listen to listen me. To I me, am yeah. powerless. You have the power. This is the fundamental energy we're we've been embodying. We are the weak. We are the desperate. They are the powerful. They are the calm. And that's no, 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 no invert that. Be calm and be. Eventually, you should want them to come to you begging for you to listen to them, not the other way around. Like, if you're doing it the other way around, you're just playing out the role, uh, the, the reificated, reified role of, of power in the role of the loser. In 2021, I feel like I, was, uh, I played the role of a loser. Um, that doesn't mean that the, that doesn't mean I was a, uh, uh, I shouldn't have done it. That's the game that we were playing, and I played it out to, to, to see what happens at the end of that game. But the, well, we played a different game. Played a different game in 2022, I hope. So tell me what that looks like. What's the, how, the, how do the tactics change? How do you, less is more. How do you fight this war? Less is more. Like we've been trying to say, the more of us there is, the less there are, people are thinking for themselves. So I think that obnoxious activism is a huge liability psychologically to people waking up when i when i was a gadfly at brock university 
I would, uh, which means I would, I would go in and I'd ask tough questions and I'd write out blog reports and I'd come up with better solutions than the entire council had. And I was smarter than the kids because I was like 28 and 29 and they were 19 and 20. And, uh, and I knew a few things about council and so forth. So I could write out pretty good stuff. And they didn't like that some outsider was telling them what to do. And no matter how good my ideas were, and sometimes they were pretty good, they wouldn't pick them up. They would do the opposite. It would be like, hey, guys, you shouldn't break your rules here or else I'm going to say you broke your rules. they would be like, eh, we're going to break the rules. Screw that guy. So there's a there's like a psychological, uh, you got a rainstorm coming in there, Jim? Yeah, I'm surprised you can hear that. It is pouring rain out. And when it pours here. You got a rainstorm? It comes down. I'm not sure how you're Goodness, getting my audio through the phone, but nobody else is. But I'm kind of using the mic as well. Uh, we got a few. Uh, like a hissing sound. That's all right. Yeah, no, it's. That's it's right. I hope it's all right. I got a few yeah. uh, anyway, just, viewers. These are some of the thoughts Twitch I've been working with. And uh, YouTube you know. as well. Timmy Turnips in the house on YouTube. Floor score. We got some comments here. Scott Clarkson, what's he saying? Floor score's uh, been a viewer for a little while. I'm not sure who it is. Or maybe I do. Maybe I forgot who it is. But um, he said. Uh, I don't know who he's referring to, you or me, but this is some of the coolest shit you ever said. Wow. <laughs> I'm not used to getting compliments on my, <laughs> on my social media when I'm doing live broadcasts, but good on you. Anyways, that, and that's why I wanted to do this conversation. You know, I was ha- talking to a friend of mine, and I said to, this, to you last week, like last week we had this really important conversation that lasted about an hour, and I feel like... We almost should have those deeply personal, private conversations and then make them public because people love to hear what, like, this is a conversation like we could be having, but we know it's being broadcast. So I think, you know, when it's, when it's, when it's done for broadcasting, sometimes it has the, a different effect than if sure, yeah. we just recorded a really personal conversation and then I said to you, hey, do you mind if I release that? And you go, well, I don't care. I mean, I didn't really say anything there. I don't want to be heard. And then somebody, it would be like eavesdropping because it wasn't designed to go public, but it was released. I don't know if that's more effective or what, but I, I'm still... I'm still interested in yeah. what, what the art of war looks well, like moving forward. How how can we be more? You know, I, I, I question it. I question I question it energetically. Um, is the the people follow alphas, and alpha doesn't stop to think. Am I doing this wrong? They know what they're doing. So it's you know I I uh, uh, cares. This is the thing. What what I'm really disturbed by is that reputations have been built that we have no access to redeeming um public reputations have been established by people who have no uh they don't have the right they don't have uh good intentions you know good faith arguments so 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 there's no way you can ever be like, hey, could you treat me nicely instead and I'll treat you nicely and we could move on treating each other nicely. So then the question is like how much of their freaking abuse can you take before it starts becoming, you know, uh, you're becoming that which you oppose. Uh, you know, we don't want to be the AOCs of our movement. We, you know, we don't want to be morally correct but factually wrong. Right? We can't be morally correct but factually wrong. We, we can believe that we're morally correct, and I do, 
believe I'm morally correct in the positions I've taken in this current crisis. But, um, and because of the need to be factually correct, I think I've been very restricted in the kind of claims I make. Um, and certainly as a protester and even as an online presence, I, I don't make the kind of claims that people make. And if you're going to approach things according to uh, scientific claims, well, that's kind of outside of our expertise. I think that we need to just basically focus on the fact that these people don't have right to play God over our lives. Um, uh, whoever's doing the, the calculus, the, the moral calculus, let's see. So if we vaccinate everyone, then sure, some of them will die. But then if we don't, then so these people will die. Well, you're not God. Get the hell out of my life. You don't get to decide who lives and dies. I don't need to do math, science, research, calculations to know, get the hell out of my life. Um, and I think that the more we get caught up in these like little scientific debates, like trying to go sparring with them, it's, it's, who cares? It's their, that's, that's their matrix, their simulation, their game. Um, you know, they're agents of the matrix, me metaphorically speaking. And you go into the matrix and you're like, <laughs> like, eventually you just got to be like, no. And then the bullets stop, you know, like you have to actually get it. And maybe I'm getting it or maybe I'm just having a breakdown and I don't know my role in the world. But <laughs> I mean, we are very isolated people. We are systematically isolated people. We were already isolated before 2020. You remember, how did they treat Jordan Peterson fans? Isn't it interesting that Jordan, the people who hate Jordan Peterson love COVID and vaccines and stuff? These freaking control freaks. He warned us 2016, 2017. We watched hours and hours of his lectures. We allowed his philosophical, secular philosophical framework to influence our thinking. And we became better people as a result. And our enemies treated us like we were garbage for it. So these aren't people who we can actually redeem ourselves in their eyes because even before COVID, they were treating us like garbage. Way before. Way before COVID, they were treating us like garbage. And his latest video is... Doesn't that, and that's no reason to act like garbage, though. That if you're going to get treated like garbage, then frigging act like a diamond, baby. You know, they're the fool for treating a diamond like garbage. Not, of course, of course they treated garbage like garbage. Don't, you can't play the role up. You literally are in, uh, under some obligation to do your best to be your best because you're getting treated like garbage. So I'd be be a treasure. Be a treasure if you're getting treated like garbage. Jordan, Their loss. Jordan Peterson's latest video is amazing. He's talking about the loss of liberties and his trip to out west. And he took the shot. He got vaccinated. And I said to a friend of mine today, you know, I think they brought it up when it was at uh, council or something, you know, that you know, why don't we have a more fulsome argument about how much good the vaccines have done, how much good the lockdowns have done, how good, how much good the masking has done. Talk about it all. And, you know, I, I've been saying this from the very beginning. Wash your hands. Take your vitamins, get exercise, get lots of fresh air. And. I don't see any proof to tell me that if we didn't vaccinate people, if we didn't mask and we didn't social distance, that anything would be different today than it is already. We'd have the same 
COVID would have had the same effect. Maybe we would have hit the hospital systems harder. You know, maybe we would have had a, you know, bigger peaks. But you're not going to control a virus. We've never been able to control a virus. And as far as I'm concerned, we could have just washed our hands and been careful about touching infected surfaces, which I am anyways. Like, I got the cold at Christmas time. It was the first time I've been sick in two years. It was three days of hell. But that's it. And then about a week of, you know, lung congestion. But I don't usually get sick because I don't touch public doorknobs and I wash my hands. Well, until COVID, the strange thing is, you know, they called me germ fanon in school because I would never touch doorknobs. You know, forget the, you know, the bathroom doorknob or the faucets in the bathroom. Never, never. I just never touch them. And then when COVID came, my knuckles weren't red anymore from washing my hands all the time. I just, I don't know. It just left me. I still don't touch doorknobs. And you're contrarian. It's because you're a contrarian and you saw everyone else be germaphobes and you're like, oh, I can't. I don't know. It just left I me. I can't. I had no interest. You know, it just I wasn't, it wasn't. Now, I'm not saying, you know, when people came to the house and whatnot, I was careful. Like I would wipe down right. surfaces and stuff like that because... Okay. But that, they had me scared for a very small amount of time where I thought, oh, shit. Oh, uh, I, yeah, I was already in my own world. Morbidities, like I'm, you know, but I'm pretty healthy. I'm 53. I'm, you know, like, and, you know, I don't, I don't think that we've done anything to curb this, you know, that washing your hands and you want to keep your distance fine. But I, I don't think this is an airborne sport. This is a contact sport. You spit or you sneeze, you touch something, somebody else touches it, puts it into their eye or their nose, their ears and their mouth, they get sick. It's not, you know, but I just, you know, the thing that bothers me maybe, most is what we're doing maybe, for the kids. Yeah. But I don't, I don't know that any of this has had any effect. And they sold these vaccines by saying that you won't get it. Hey, I got a, like, this is a vaccine mark right here. You know, like, oh, how many people have gun these? Gun show, folks. You know? And somebody says, oh, well, if you got one of these, then you didn't know what was in those. Um, yeah, I was a small child, I, you know, but that shot eradicated smallpox. It, it seems like we're living in a, a cartoon. I, I will not get smallpox. It's, it eradicated. It's it. like a this vaccine. It's like a cartoon way. To, sure. That, well, no, because you can't actually say that. You don't actually know that. And by saying that, you discredit yourself. Quote. This vaccine's done nothing. You can't say that. You don't know that. You could say it hasn't had the the uh, what we were promised. Yeah, I'm just That's saying, I mean, like, we have so to actually alive. be careful. So we get so caught up in our uh, uh, cartoonish statements that the the reality that we're trying to get across gets. I mean, it's done nothing from the standpoint that it hasn't stopped infection or transmission. It's done nothing compared to what they were told us that it would do. They told us that it would stop Yeah, it didn't end the crisis. No. It didn't end the crisis. in that way, the crisis goes on. It's done nothing like what they told us it was going to do. A private corporation to make us booster and booster and booster forever. Um, Whatever. I mean... Dear God, dear God in heaven above, I pray that we can do something else in, with our lives. Because it's been two goddamn years of this fucking bullshit, and I'm so goddamn done with it. You're right to ask me what I'm doing with video games. Not enough. Not enough. I have a very... I have a, a gold mine of ideas to work on, 
And instead of trying to fend for freedoms, the freedom of the future, I got a, a two-year-old, almost two years old. His future's coming up. And I really feel for all the people who are really in school. And what they've really done, they've really screwed with everyone's lives for year after month after month and year after year, screwed with our heads, gaslit us, told us we're bad for resisting this stuff. Like, we're bad? What the hell? Just let the kids go to school. Just let people see their grandparents. Just just get the hell out of our way. And we're not bad. So I mean, I mean that. I like we gotta give it to God at this point. Like we are screwed. We are screwed on our own. And if the more we take it into our own hands as if we got this, no. Here's we don't another, got this. This is thing. this is way bigger than I can handle. It's bigger than you can handle. Bigger than all of us combined could handle. I think we uh Tell me if this is too some defeatist. Faith. My mother. Well, says, you can't uh, be defeatist, though. No, but tell me if yeah. this is a defeatist attitude. My mother would say if she was here, Jimmy. Yes. Who cares who is mayor or regional chair or who the president is or who the prime minister yes. is? Yes. What are you yes. doing? Just go to work. Take care of yourself. Success is the best revenge because you ultimately true. can't change a thing. And, and I ran ten right. elections, one well, just to stop Walter Sensick from being elected. It's a bit of a casino. Yeah, you can change some things if you win the if you <laughs> everyone's pulling the slot, you know. I'm going to influence the future, <laughs> and maybe you come up with sevens, or maybe you come up with duds. Uh, some people do it, some people don't. So she's she's right and she's wrong. She maybe she was making her assessment for you. Maybe she's she was saying for for your best interests. Maybe it's not a grand philosophical thing. I mean, obviously, some people do. Some people are Joe Rogan. Joe Rogan's Joe Rogan, right? Like, he did the, the XYZ to become XYZ and so forth. He didn't just go sell real estate. Like, he did have a job, do this, do that, do that, and build himself up to becoming influential, at least having a broadcast, broadcast audience. Uh, and certainly being... Um, Sort of like you, except a million times bigger or 10 million times bigger, you know, like actually like, boom, the big guy um, who are you, you know, you talk to people, you have conversations, long form conversations, you have an opinion and a perspective and so forth. Yeah. So what do you, what do you think now? I mean, you're in the Dominican and you're making some uh, real estate sales, right? But you're still part of the conversation. So it seems like you've picked like both. It's like when Neo's cho- told to choose between Ch- Trinity and the Matrix, and he chooses Trinity, but he saves the Matrix too. Like, I mean, being offered a false choice, it's not really a real choice. So you're a dynamic person, and I think your mom probably meant well with, with her advice, hmm. especially if, if what you were engaged in at the time was, you're right, you did lose tens of thousands of dollars with your choices, right? You lost bank because you became a party politician a green party politician and you chose to to go in that direction and you just you had passion for it and you made a choice and that's that's not really necessarily regrettable well, um I, it's, I, it's a learning experience i said to a friend of mine on the phone today um that every time i press the facebook button i know that my ego's engaged because i don't care what people are saying i just care that what they're saying on my posts and I think that I'm going to get to a point where I don't look at Canadian politics. 
I don't look at local Niagara politics. I stay the hell out of it. Like, I think for my good friends, very soon they're going to get a request from me. Don't bother. Don't send me the shit because I'm too busy. I don't want to know about it. I can't afford to look there. Right. I'm done. I'll do my broadcast. Yeah. yeah. And maybe I'll just focus on uh, Dominican Republic real estate. I got this great video of me hanging out with wow. my coconut guy. Ray you should just blow up your road. fucking profile. Yeah. See what the, the reason one of the reasons I blew up my profile is I was tired of performing for that audience, the audience that existed because I was the protester. It existed because of that only because of that reason, because on May 5th, my account was deleted on May 6th. I made a new account on May 8th. I was arrested for protesting and now I have 300 protester friends, you know, like, and everything I did is just to, to feed that, that, uh, performance to be that guy. And it's enticing to be that guy. It's a role, it's an archetypal role to fulfill a, a protest leader. That is an archetypal role. Um, it's like a proto leadership role. And when the opportunity presents itself to fulfill that role, it is compelling to want to do so. Um, but once it's been achieved, it was also like a bit hollow because it's not necessarily achieving the fundamental goals of, of participating in the first place. Of protesting in the first place it might have in fact been counter persuasive which is even you know might have been uh it's important to remember this people people be are so extreme they say nobody cares but then they hear that at least one person cared so they're like they give up they throw their hands in the air my enemies haven't been defeated and the, the middle public still doesn't care and hasn't been activated nobody cares well, there were still dozens or hundreds or whoever know, knows how many people along the way. Um, so not, it's, not, it's not true that nobody cares. Somebody cares enough. Somebody cares enough. And, you know, we put a lot of weight on our own shoulders. Part of, probably part of the ego too, right? Just be like, I, I'm the one who can solve this. Okay. Sure you can. Okay, so I, I think moving forward, it's just less is more, less visibility for those those schmucks of us who are already well-known. It's actually a good thing because there's more room for other people to own the moment. Um, any effort on my behalf to, to own the moment is a negative, uh, a negative thing for optics. I can't really own any moments. I can't lead a protest that succeeds in making a message, blah, blah, blah. It doesn't, doesn't exist. It's all sort of chasing phantoms. Um, your mom is right. Uh, beat them by living well. That's completely true. And in fact, it's a baseline. If you're not living well, shut your freaking mouth. Jordan Peterson, clean your room. You know, it's it's not just have a tidy room. It's it's have your freaking life in order before you have the arrogance to say, I know how to put everyone else's life in order too. Now, we're not the freaking radical ideologues, ideologues trying to rewrite society. We're We're... We're reactionary in principle. We're counter-revolutionary. We just want to be left alone. So it's we're forced into a position of activism because so much is being imposed upon us. I don't call it activism, advocacy, anything, just speaking up, whatever it is. But I'm just quite I'm just quite convinced that right now anything that so-called anti-vaxxers do is working against them. I'm just quite convinced of it. I. I mean, it, it, I'm sorry. I actually kind of, I'm, I'm sorry that we couldn't have done done more to I'm 
what am I supposed to do? Uh, I'm all I'm, I'm supposed to do is be responsible for my life. Um, it's depressing, isn't it? But you know, there are, it's, it's also like, like maybe like, uh, a, a weight off your shoulders to, to not take on the problems of every, of the world. The thing is I got a, I got insight. I got eyes and I got a mouth. So my eyes and I have a brain with memory. So when, when they're bullshitting, thing I hate the most is a dog pile. So when I see someone like you got dog piled hard the last two years, right? Yeah. And I've got dog piled and Billsma got dog piled, gets dog piled all the time. I mean remember I, Jim Diodati called it a goose pile. I, also, I like to get involved I, in I, I like to get involved shit, because though, I you know? it's bullying. Mm-hmm. Because I mean, it's bullying and it's I, like you mean you 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 had some tasty dog treats in your pocket mm-hmm. in order in order for the dogs to start piling, is what you're suggesting? Yeah. Oh, well, no, I, I, I own it. And I, you know, I'm not very apologetic when it comes to that kind of stuff. I could probably take better response. Well, I mean, I take full responsibility for it. I own it. But, uh, you know, you know, for the virtue signalers out there that always say, oh, no, I'm going to take the high ground. I'm not getting down in the mud. And as soon as the media calls out, they just let loose. And, you know, you know, I'm sure that I made a certain politician's next campaign because of how she said, oh, I may never do this again because this is so hurtful. And everyone's like, no, 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 run, run, run. Like I solidified her base, you know, so, but, you know. Absolutely. And absolutely, we have have done that together, solidified their base. Mm -hmm. I'm quite convinced that every single time that you or I engage in any advocacy, or anyone engages in any advocacy against these people saying, well, they're, they favored masks. Well, they favored lockdowns. That's just a reason for their audience to cheer. All of the reasons we dislike them are all of the reasons their opposition loves them. So what the heck could we even say? What can we even say? And it's degenerated to the point where there's vandalism and stuff. And that's not, yeah, I just wanted to have a conversation, political conversation with people. I didn't want to see that. And I was very disappointed in that. And it was a bit of a turning point because I got, we both got blamed for it. This kind of conversation was was somehow roped into that. Um, and I don't think that was very fair. But if in any way that I'm contributing to a negative environment, I should own that and could contribute more positively. And so that's what I pledge to do, what I commit to do. Um no, none of our opposition who uses our supposed reputation against us is is going to care. They're not going to be like, oh, wow, they've turned a new leaf. They're, they're still going to be. Again, you weren't treated. You say you own it. I think you were mistreated. And then that's that's the, that's tough because we don't want to be defensive. We don't want to be all caught up in that narrative of keeping that axe grinding. We just want to keep doing it forever. There are other things to freaking talk about. Um you know, yeah, and you're right. I exactly. mean, mistreated from the standpoint that I own my initial action, but certainly the fake news and the running of over and over and over, never the complete story. And you know what? Maybe I'll release the right. video one day because after the Clark Bitter thing went off, where he was trashing me and making all kinds of false accusations, that was really me. Yeah, like it's ridiculous. And then, you know, I thought maybe maybe I'll release the Bill Sachak interview because. Because he quoted nothing. Just that nobody cares. He, he, he only quoted the juicy stuff that comes. But there was a lot of heartfelt owning in that video, in that interview. And no one's ever right. heard it before. No heard it. Because all they right. see is the all fake news that ran for 45 days. 
Nobody saw the hate mail that I took. And, yeah. uh, you know, so, you know, I'm it's not just a, frustrating I'm not a victim, that but, the yeah. people you're trying to prove yourself to theoretically would be trying to prove yourself to um, aren't listening, won't listen, uh, are only listening for tidbits they can use against you. Uh, and that's a very negative environment to be in. We got here, not protesting the media houses baffles me. What do you mean, Colin? 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 Just wondering what you mean. Uh, you want to protest at the media's houses. And that thought has occurred to me, oh, many times as I've been literally silenced and censored by a media person who I may be aware of where he is. <laughs> but I, I can't frigging... I can't freaking harbor that. No. This is the thing. I'm, I'm anti-doxing. You can't tell the public where people live because mm -hmm. the public's freaking crazy, man. Mm -hmm. I, I have my rule book. I have my rule book, but uh, the public does whatever the hell they want. Mm. CTV and their studios. Okay. Great. And we'll get a high def. Rah, rah. No, I, I'm in favor of protest if it has a certain critical mass. Mm. Like numbers. I'm in favor of numbers. Small protests are kind of like, oof. Really, demonstrations are nice because you can do something artistic and poetic and remind people and so forth. It really is quite difficult to generate um, populist swell. So, mm -hmm. Well, we should wrap well, it up, man, because we're going to get cut from... Uh, it's. I think we were only allowed an hour out here on uh, Insta-Live. Yeah, or you can't save it or something. Oh no! I got it saved. I got it recorded, and I broadcast it to the other channels. But as Howard, we got any more comments? How many more minutes do we have? Uh, I don't know. It just stops when it stops. Um, I mean, I could fire it back up if you want. I got a Zoom channel. I guess you've already you're already past an hour on Instagram. Yeah, maybe you're already right. past an hour. Hour and ten minutes ago. So yeah, yeah, we'll wrap it up in a minute, I suppose. Just uh, yeah. Less is more. I don't know what I'm going to do with comics. I love comics. Uh, I think the comics were the best thing I did last year. And I think that satire can maybe save the world. Um, satire can save the world. Because uh, it's, uh, it's, uh, it's funny and it's, it's insightful and the people get it and it's powerful. And so the more satire, the better. Um, where is it? I got my book. Eh. I made a book, I made a book, I made my first comic book, and it's actually pretty dope. Where is it? We got this one here. There you go. There we go. So this is my first ever book, graphically produced. You got this. You know, well, if I'm not on screen, what are you doing? I'm showing, it. I'm showing your Twitter page. I'm, show, Twitter. I'm showing the book. There right. you go. Yes, yeah. It's right beside All your right. Twitter there you post. There you go. So, this has been uh, selling fairly well. A lot there's, of work uh, in there, bro. There's Greg Miller. You know, And again, I didn't do this because I have any sort of feelings towards Greg Miller one way or the other. I think he's I think he's kind of entertaining like actually like I follow him and I think he's kind of funny but the uh this whole shtick is is because he he uh 
canceled Canada had Canada Day, Day can Canada Day, canceled Canada Day, and I thought that was a real bummer move. Um, <laughs> and so then it's satire, and look, I'm not the first person to do crude artwork of politicians. It's not like I came up with this in myself. Like, oh, you know what we should do is we should make fun of them with pictures. Like, yeah, people have been doing that for hundreds or thousands of years. Um, and so I made, I made them legends. Nobody's done that for them before. You're welcome, guys. Um, and, of course, we got Grant LaFish on the cover. And Grant LaFish, you can follow on Twitter, at Grant LaFish. And you can find on Facebook, Grant LaFish. Uh, Grant LaFish is out there, and he's making sure to remind you to book your hook. <laughs> book the hook. He's hooked book your on hook, me, folks. Man. I'm still getting copyright yeah. strikes from that guy. Well, I, I hope I hope that this uh, is more honey than vinegar. Um, it's still a bit, you know, it's maybe a spicy honey, but it's <laughs> still, still a like, tart. You know what I'm trying to say? Like, this is better than wagging our fingers and saying, I'm better than you and you suck. Like, it's... Anyway, over. There we go. So, these are available. $25. I'll do another run if people want them. They're almost sold out. But they're 36 pages and they're good to go. And, uh... There you go. So, that's what's been going on. A lot of freaking work. This was... This was... You know... I want to talk about this one. Look at this one. You guys remember this one? So this is the speed dating with Grant LaFish. <laughs> pretty jokes. He's got here. He ends up going on a date with a clam. And then he yeah. sees the clam back at the boxing at the boxing rink. And like the joke here is about um leaking emails. So the regional counselor he dates a regional counselor in this in this story, and she leaks emails to him mm -hmm. uh, based on a true story. <laughs> based Indeed. on a true story. So in 2022, I want to uh, up the ante on the artwork. Um, I guess we're on Instagram right now, and my Instagram is devoted to the artwork. So anyone who's listening and doesn't know who the heck I am, go check it out, and you'll see all the artwork there too. Uh it is what it is. It's as good as it can be for me. I kind of want to do other things in 2022. I want to get my freaking life back and do other things. Wouldn't that be nice? But uh, it really is kind of a war, isn't it? And this, these are our munitions. These are all we got. It's like a meme war. Um, you know, can't engage in anything else else other than meme war. So that's the comics are the, uh, super memes. So you know. Where are we at with the court date? Are you still, uh, do you, are you setting it or are you just pleading? What's the deal? I heard you say on Primo's that you uh, decided to plead. I mean, I, you still, still feeling that way? I have planned to, I don't know how to necessarily disclose. I think I've already disclosed publicly, but I'm not uh, planning a trial. I'm planning on doing what I can to have that go away. Uh, my my thinking is that the war we're in isn't going to be won in a courtroom. Um, that the court precedent in general hasn't been good. Uh, that uh, that I was probably wrong to put my faith in the Constitution and to bet on the Constitution. That the very fundamental nature of this country isn't what we thought it was. 
uh, isn't what we hoped it was. It's it's some other country, um, and it is that country though. It is it is a country other than the one we hoped for, and we have to actually live in that. It doesn't mean I'm gonna bend the knee, but I'm gonna just do what I can to give take responsibility. That's that's how I look at it. I'm taking responsibility, G- generally speaking. Uh, if if my actions were seen as not being not taking responsibility, then that's a, a monkey on my back forever, never having taken responsibility. So for, perhaps I can, I don't know. I think there's another way to win the war than to be turfed. Can you imagine the news reports? Can you imagine the headlines when I'm convicted of, well, I don't want to actually go through that. So I'm going to avoid that. They can be like, he pled, he pled a deal. Oh, well, at least he admits he's guilty. Oh, fucking. Oh, I'm guilty to have violated an undertaking that said that I can't use a megaphone. Criminal activity, which is why, you know, if they're willing to let me go with a couple grand as a fine and everything else goes away, I guess it wasn't that dangerous what I did. Uh, I guess it wasn't that bad. But I do have to live my life according to law and order. Like actually according to law and order. Uh I have a, I'm a father now. I'm not uh, I'm not just a freaking contrarian clown. So um I hope it works out for the best. I feel kind of rambly about it. People want me to be that guy. I I wanted to be that guy. And I blew up the audience that want, by blew up I mean like I destroyed my Facebook and destroyed my Facebook group. You know, I logged off of Facebook in September, but then I came back because I got word that there's going to go to trial. And I was like, hell no. And I took it to Facebook and I told my Facebook people, this is what's up. And they're like, oh, I'm so proud of you. You got spine. And I'm still sitting here thinking like, well, this is might turn out badly. And so I, I'm, I can't just perform for a, a public, a generally indifferent public. They believe in me as a symbolic figure. As a symbolic figure, but they don't know me personally, and I don't know them personally, and and in a way, me being a symbolic figure is in a way of their own, taking control of their own lives. I'm not your avatar. I'm not your champion. I suck. I'm a flawed fool. Please, please save me. Please save me. I can't save you. Like that's the public needs to save the public. I I can't. I don't know. Kind of rambly. Kind of rambly a little bit. Been good. Thanks for listening in. Thanks, uh, thanks for listening in, folks. Yeah, Primo's in the house. Yeah, what the hell took you so long, Robbie? Get him on. Get him on. Yeah, get in here, Prims. Primo with the Cremo. Yeah, I'm surprised we didn't get cut. Be nice. Well, I don't know. It keeps going, but you won't be able to do an Insta Live video re-upload thing, I think. Oh, he's got to get his frigging sleeveless shirt on. He's got to get his sleeveless shirt on before he can come on. <laughs> My God. Oh, man. So it turns out, uh, news update, folks, that uh, um, studies show that women have had 
a reaction, menstrual menstrual cycle reaction they, to those, uh, the vaccination. So. I mean, so, well, we, we actually, all knew this because it's totally freaking weird to slide into the yeah. DMs with that question. Okay. <laughs> yeah, weird, but <laughs> but I guess I didn't know. But her, Dave and her are quite familiar with each other. I didn't know that. Are we all? Are we um, all? Yeah, probably more more familiar than some of us want to be. <laughs> but uh, but uh, well, I had so many friends of mine many... that told me. And now they've gone public with it. But, you know, I remember saying this when it first came out. Evidence, it's always anecdotal in the beginning until you get enough people that say this is happening. Like, it's when it start, first start happening, it's all anecdotal. That's how it starts. But, of course, I'm surprised the media even touched it, that even took it on or even reported it because... Uh, you know, just, just right. Yeah, there's a lot narrative. of surprises. Mm-hmm. Oh, Primo says he's putting the kids. It's the a bed. real study, though. That's all right. No, it's a hey, hey, hey. Put the kids to bed. Yeah. You know, enough of these schmucks yammering. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm about done here, anyways. My thanks for uh, killing me. Thanks yeah. for having me. Yeah, I appreciate the conversation. Yeah. I think it's yeah. a well, it's it's a different tone. That's for sure. It's hard to know. It's just hard to know, is it? Well, I've always been. Uh, my interview with well, Primo was a different tone, but I was more the guest than I was the host there, and he was good at just letting me talk. Yeah. So I think that was it. I thought that's what we were doing. One of my fans said, uh, "You come on you my know, channel." That's what I thought we were doing. Nice. The WTF Niagara. Jim Fannin did nothing wrong. Broadcast. Oh yeah, well there would be a time and place for that. I wanted to try and get this out as far as. Uh, uh, the new technology. Well, I don't think we'll ever do that. No, I don't think we'll ever do that because uh, nobody nobody cares. Mm-hmm. Um, those who love you love you, and those who well, how's it go? Those who mind uh, don't matter, and those who matter don't mind. Let's see, um, Let's you know. So the see, what do you think? We're gonna get Bill Sawchuk to do a retraction or something? Not a retraction, but like a follow up. Where is he now? <laughs> An update with Niagara's most contentious talkers. Like, let's find out what's going on with Jim Fannin. Oh, like, oh, he's like, people are not well-intentioned. Uh, and they're not in a position of being well-intentioned towards us. We're, we're their other. And that's really not never going to change. Um, uh, so we beat them by living well. So, so I'm, you know, credit to, we're credit to, maybe your mom had a point. Uh, with her with her general life advice, but I wouldn't beat yourself up for the path you've chosen because it deepens and enriches the meaningfulness of the of the like wisdom. You you know why instead of it just being told that mm-hmm. you won't have to guess what what would it have been like. Oh, what if I had been? You know, what if I? If you only do what you're told, then you'll always wonder what what would have happened if you didn't. So. No reason to regret. I don't think you do. I just, you seem to have that voice in your head. You told me that same story like that five times. You're like, my mom used to tell me. Like you, it's, it's like a, uh, it's like a, uh, what do you call it? I want to call it a routine, but it's a, it's like a tape that plays, uh, in the way that it plays in your head. And maybe, maybe that's just, it has to be that way. Maybe we all have that tape in our head. I wonder what my mom's 
tape in my head. My mom would always say, well, whatever makes you happy. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, whatever makes you happy. That's a big question to ask. What does make you happy? I think, I, I mean, the, the, general, the general message I think we need to have is more honey, less vinegar. Mm-hmm. And so, so I think that's what we play. Uh, don't fight fire with fire. Fight it with, you know. We got Vlad in the house. Shout out to Vlad. He just popped in. Nancy Graham says legend. you're, you're uh, very wise, Shandor. Oh, thank you, Nancy. And you're and you're very appreciated. 2020, we got her in the newspaper when she when she was not able to be a bus driver. Um, days after John Law covered my sticker peeling story, he covered her story um, being a, a mask exempt bus driver. Uh, and that was in the early days, mm-hmm. way back in the early days. And, um, you know, I don't think that the people who are in power would have brought me on board and said, hey, we want to listen to your ideas if I didn't peel up stickers. So I shouldn't beat myself up about it for, t- for too much. But I do wonder, like, what kind of uh, what kind of impact that has overall for the for the rest of us. Um it's not my story. It's really our story. And that's important to understand what that means. It's, it's not a, whatever you do, you should be doing it in everyone's best interest. And of course that's a big philosophical question what that means, but I don't know if it was in the, the best interest of the perception of the, of the public. Well, she said they would have gotten gamed the, either way. She misses the job and she just gave up her license permanently yesterday. Ah, Sucks. Sorry to hear that. It's yeah, shitty. I miss I miss everything about the old world. Mm-hmm. Um, being a hustler, you know how cool it was to be a hustler in freedom, because you could just uh, go out and figure things out. You just go, you just uh, travel through the world, being like, I'm a hustler. You converting things, observing things. Uh, these days, it's it's so regimented that. Feels like the color's been sucked out of the room. Mm-hmm. Is there a black and white mode on this? I know there's zoom in. Are you guys ready for the final word? <laughs> yeah, that's gross. D money in the house. What up, brother? I'm okay. I'm all right. Don't do that. That's mean. It's <laughs> really mean. Do it. Zoom right in. Let's do this. <laughs> You're mean. All right, we've been fucking around too long. Good night, ladies and gentlemen. Thanks for joining in. <gasps> Night now. Oh, should go with some some uh, Jim Fannin show music. Jim Fannin show music. Give an outro. Yeah. Want some? I usually just go out with SpongeBob music. Yeah. Follow Grant Lafish on. There we go. Follow Grant Lafish on Twitter and Facebook. Yeah, it's already up. It's in the background of the broadcast. The fish. Chris Biddle. <laughs> there he is. Chris what Biddle. A jerk. Oh my goodness. Having too much fun. Too much fun for such a tragic time. Well, you know, the flip side of tragedy is comedy, and the flip side of comedy is tragedy. So. We're in a clown world. 
Um, it's a freaking absurdist clown world. So you got that right. Whatever, dude. That's no reason to give up. No reason to be a nihilist. Uh, no reason to be bad just because it's a bad world. You got to be good. <laughs> Amen, brother. All right. Thanks for doing this. I appreciate your time. I'll uh, stay on here and pimp you a little harder so people can find you. You're going to pimp me? Yeah. And pimp me? Don't pimp me. Nobody cares. They already know. Peace. There you go. Peace and love. <laughs> Bye. All right. Later, bro. Bo. Let's just leave like that then. Maybe Cremo will come on. Cremo. Alright, that's that. Here's where you find him on YouTube. Shendor. Here's where you find him on LinkedIn. Join to connect. Oh, I'm not signed in. Here's where you find him at WTF Niagara on the twatter. And then fake book. Oh, where's he on Facebook? Is the Shandler on Facebook? Yeah. Oh no. Is he gone from fake book? He's just a fish now. Yeah, he's just a fish. This is where you find him now. Yeah, he blew up his account, so now he's just this guy. You can't see it on Instagram, but for everyone else. Time to ramp up the pressure on ramping up the pressure. All right, my back's killing me, Primo. I'm going to get out of here. Maybe we'll talk to you another time. Peace. Love. Hug your neighbor. And whatever you do, take that dirty diaper off your face. I'm out.
Good night now.